Welcome to the Balanced Being Podcast with Guni Sodi. Your life made simple. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Balanced Being Podcast with Guni Sodi. It's a pleasure to have you guys here. Uh, I hope you guys are finding value in the gratitude series that I've been doing earlier. It's fantastic, actually, to see how many of you guys have reached out to me and how many of you guys are really taking the gratitude step to the next level after kind of hearing things that Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about and kind of the stuff that we discussed later on as well. So today I have somebody here that's really special. We connected, as we were just talking about a little earlier, through just this like-minded community. And it's really interesting because I think I really have a treat for you guys with what she teaches. And her name is Amber, and she goes by Chef Amber. She was born in Ohio, raised in Georgia, and a SoCal local for most of her adult life. She's an entrepreneur, spiritually led chef, author, and owner of two restaurants known as the Source Cafe in Hermosa and Manhattan Beach, California. Amber is committed to making a paradigm shift in the world through food, which is why I'm just so excited to have her on. This is perfect. Amber has been in the restaurant business since the age of 14. From working in the front and back of the house, she worked her way up to the ranks and graduated from Auburn University with a bachelor's in hotel and restaurant management. She did her culinary training under a Southern Italian chef in Fort Collins. She was asked later to move to Hermosa Beach and open Mediterraneo as an executive chef and continue to run the restaurant for a decade. Not only that, Amber brings so much spirituality, her own self-growth. She was in a very dark place and then got herself through it through her growth and spirituality. And with that aside, Amber, I would love to welcome you on the podcast. I cannot wait to hear about your journey. I cannot wait to hear all the value you're going to be dropping for the listeners. Thank you so much, Amber. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Super excited to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Amber, I, I know I unjumbled a lot. And clearly, your history is not three sentences. I've read it. I was so impressed by the story. I knew I had to have you on. It seems like you were always in this. This was always your, your passion. But then tell us what got you to kind of making that shift. I mean, you, you didn't just open any regular restaurant. There's, there's a purpose and a passion behind it. Can you tell us a little bit about that? As you read, I've been in the restaurant business since I was 14, and I went and trained under a Southern Italian chef, moved to California about 19 years ago, and worked a traditional, normal chef's lifestyle of 80 hours a week, where I was drinking way too much caffeine, alcohol, I was addicted to sugar, I was burning myself on both ends, there was zero balance in my life, and after 10 years of running Metatronio as the executive chef, my body made some noise. I, I had a crash. And a little bit of a backstory too, is that I am a chef and I love food and food is my life. It's always been something, it's been a huge passion of mine, but for the last three decades, I've also abused food. So I, I had created this unhealthy relationship with food. I wasn't using food to nourish and fuel my body. And when I had my rock bottom, my wake up call, about 10 years ago, about two years prior to opening up the Source Cafe in Hermosa Beach, I I was inflamed. I was in tremendous amount of pain. I had brain fog. My adrenals were out. I was very unhappy. I was overweight. I was like, I don't, I can't live like this. And there was this voice in my head that was like, okay, you've been abusing food. Like it's time to use food for the healing, for its healing properties. I also had torn both of my labrums in my hip from over-exercising and overworking, which is like very wow. common, unless you're an athlete, you know, training for the Olympics. And so I had one hip scope and went away to a spiritual retreat. And on that spiritual retreat is when I realized that I had to make a change 
I basically got cracked open, had a spiritual awakening as it is called. I had read about it in books before, but I, I was so hungry to, to feel better in my body. And I was so hungry to heal myself with food. And there was this voice, call it God, divine intervention universe that was speaking through me saying, you know, it's time to heal yourself with food. And the doctors actually wanted to give me a second hip scope on my my left hip. And I said, no, I don't want to start putting band-aids for the problem. I want to get to the root. So mm, good for you. Yeah. So I started really researching turmeric came. I started visualize. This is when I started really meditating. I had not meditated before. And so I started meditating, doing breath work. I dove head in. I was doing pranayama breath work, meditating. I started visual, uh, doing visualizations, writing gratitude. I also learned at that time that I really didn't know how to love and accept myself. So mm. I was in a position that I knew one of my passions too was like, I want to learn to love and accept myself. And from that place of acceptance, I'm going to find the drive to be able to heal this relationship with food and to learn how to love to feed myself. So from that drive came and lots of praying, lots of breath work, lots of meditation. I started to see this storefront and I was like, okay, God, I need a storefront. I started making- Oh, wow. Yeah. I started visualizing, visualizing it. I could see it. It just kind of came, huh? It came. Yes. Wow, That's amazing. It was very clear. And I started playing with turmeric. I know turmeric is hot now, but turmeric was not hot 10 or 11 years ago. And so I was making the turmeric tonic, which is my most popular elixir now. And it's turmeric, apple cider vinegar, lemon, ginger, cinnamon, cayenne, a little black pepper. And I started making that in gallons. And selling it out of the back of Metatronio and my guests and my employees were getting off of their anti-inflammatory medicine. People were losing weight. I was inter- started introducing people to like sprouting and soaking their almonds. I just, that's I amazing. Right. I, and I started to see a difference in other people's lives. So I was like, I know that there's a need for other people to heal themselves with food. And so from that, the Source Cafe was born and it happened really quickly. There was a lot of noise and a lot of people in my life that were like, oh, you're crazy to go open this health food you know, restaurant. It's going to fail. Nobody wants this. And I was like, no, y'all, like we need this. Like we, <laughs> I, I could feel it in my soul, in my bones. Way yeah. to listen to your intuition. I love that. Yeah. So that's like a very quick story of how I opened the Source Cafe and my pet as you can tell, I was very passionate to heal myself, but also heal others with food. And I wanted to make sure that I opened up a place that was clean, organic, really careful with the oil. I started studying about the oils that we use. You know, right now in my kitchens, I use avocado, coconut, and olive oil. I, I'm, I love tallow. I eat meat. So I love tallow and ghee. I was going to say probably ghee and Ayurveda ghee is really revered. Yes. Yes. Yeah, And actually we started making our own, we've made our own ghee for quite a few years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So, and I have an Ayurvedic practitioner and masseuse. So she helped me through those steps. So really a fan of the Ayurvedic cuisine and lifestyle. Yes. My restaurants today, high intentional, high vibrational food that's made with integrity. So if, if my produce company sends me a case of non-organic strawberries, yeah, you know what? I'm going to save a ton of money. But I wouldn't put that in my body. I'm definitely not going to feed that to someone else because they're sprayed with 12 pesticides, could have glyphosate on it, have no idea what's going on. And also the people that come to my restaurants, they, they trust me yeah. and they're healing. From being in that dark place to having an interesting relationship with your food to getting over that, to having an insight to opening up your own restaurant. 
I always share this with people and sometimes it's redundant, but I love sharing it because it's that famous Steve Jobs quote where he goes, you cannot connect the dot looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. Mm-hmm. Now that you're connecting the dots to where you are now, I mean, it's kind of amazing to hear that, right? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you were, you were an executive chef selling on the back of, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Amber, I, I wanted to ask you, what have you seen change in the form of our relationship with food as we are so surrounded by these devices yeah. and, and everything else? I mean, I always try to be present with my food, but I'm, I'm not going to lie. I mean, sometimes I am yeah, scrolling and, and eating. And, and what are some things that you've seen people do or some best practices that you recommend that people can do to just become more present? Or what are some things that people can do to, to shift their relationship with their food? My relationship with food, yeah, it's been rocky. It's been emotional. It's been very dynamic. And I realize, I mean, I think this, there's two subjects here. The, to form a healthy relationship with food, it, people have to take a look of, it's a symptom, right? So what's the root, the root cause? For me, I was holding on to a lot of trauma, anxiety, mm. and stress in my body. I wasn't taking care of myself. I, my sleep was off. My, my stress was through the roof. And so I would always go to my favorite way to self numb would be to eat. And I think now my tips for people, I mean, this, this could be a 10 hour conversation about for me. <laughs> yeah, it was going to, we're going to have to, we're going to have to have you back on <laughs> uh, to be present. So some of my practices and what I tried it. So standing and eating, you're always going to, you're always going to eat more food. You're, you know, it's easy to be mind, mindless when you're standing in front of the refrigerator. So I really try to Wow. Sit. That's so interesting. Oh my gosh. Well, as a, so as a chef, we never in the restaurant business, it's always a joke. It's like, wow, I get to sit down today. So probably for the last 15 years, there's barely any meals that we sit down. And so I'm at home and I'm just so used that I'm cooking. And as I'm plating my food, I'm, I'm eating it. I'm eating it. It's like, Amber, you can sit down. So now I sit down. Now I try to bless my food for two seconds. Just thank you so much. Feeling really grateful to give myself that breath before I start shoving it in. Right. And so that, and you know what you said about the scrolling, I do not scroll on Instagram when I'm eating because all of a sudden my plate of food is gone. And if I want to feel mindful and amazing in my body, sometimes I'll forget like, what did I just eat? And honestly, you know what? I'm still a little hungry or I'm now triggered. So now I'm going to get up and I'm going to start picking. It's like, no, that plate of food was actually plenty of food and macros for my body. Also watching TV sometimes can cause a little bit of stress. I try not to watch TV at all. When I eat, I live alone. So I have the luxury of sitting at my table, staring at the trees and eating. That's a luxury. I also try not to shove food in my face when I'm driving. Sometimes I have to eat a salad between restaurants. That's just what it is. But the sitting down and slowing down and breathing before I eat is that's been the biggest game changer for me. In Ayurveda, they also do that is there's certain breath movements and certain breath repetitions that are important before. Mm. And then also after before, because it gets you ready. You know, there's, there's, of course, there's air in there as well, right? So it's creating space for the food to properly be digested. And certain oxygen levels will start activating the certain enzymes as well. You know, so it's really interesting what you said, being present, being conscious and taking some of those breaths in, in, in with the food as well. And the scrolling thing, I, I really do think that's, you're right. Sometimes you'll just be scrolling and you're like, you look down, you're like, what the heck? What did I even eat? There's no relationship with the food, no right? Relationship. Especially if you're snacking. I think snacking, I have clients that come in and, oh, I ate a whole bag of, it's like, well, what were you doing when you ate the whole bag of whatever it was? You know, all of a sudden you're yeah. scrolling, you look down, you're like, did I just eat 12 of those? Yeah. <laughs> even if they're healthy, organic, it's still mindless eating. And I think 
for me with having a healthy relationship with food, I mean, it's taken me into my thirties, late thirties. I mean, I still was battling um, disordered eating. And when I say disordered eating, it was starving myself, restricting diet mentality, and then binging. But really when I'm going to food, there's something greater that I need to look at. It's always a sign. And I use the word God, but it's always a sign that I need to look inward. So food is just the symptom. It's not the cause, right? So when all of a sudden I'm, I'm sitting there mindless eating, am I anxious? Am I tired? Do I need a nap? Maybe I need some water. Maybe I am really hungry or am I dealing with an emotion? Maybe I need to go have an authentic conversation with someone. Maybe I need to be honest with myself. Like there's always something in there that I have to look at. That's, that's my cue. When I start to get weird with my food that I get to pause, breathe and be like, okay, what, what are we really feeling here? (laughs) Yeah. You're so right. I mean, instead of Instead of defaulting to, hey, let me stuff my mouth or get me get my sweet tooth in or the salt fix or something like that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times it is unresolved emotions. I, I've, I've seen that with myself as well. Here's an interesting question. And you seem like you've really gotten intuitive with what goes into your body. I always tell people food is there to provide us energy. It's there for nourishment. And then, yeah, occasionally you can indulge too. That's okay. Yeah. We're, we're human, right? I mean, okay. it's part of human to enjoy that really good ice cream. I mean, once in a while. <laughs> Amber, as people are starting their journey, do you encourage them to kind of listen to what their body says about certain foods? You know, like not every, in Ayurveda, we're all, eat, we're all very unique individuals. What may be good for you may not be good for me. And I think... A lot of times what happens is people will try these copy-paste diets and not really take the time to understand yeah. what it's doing for their body. So can you talk a little bit about that and how people can, can become more intuitive and build out the, and introduce the right foods for them? Yeah, I think this is a really good question. I'm very passionate about this topic because I'm on Instagram a lot and I'm always sharing what I'm eating and I'll have people that are following me and like, I'm going to eat like that now. And I'm always like, you guys, you need to listen to your body. So I have been that person where I'm like, oh, I'm going to be vegan now. I'm no blood type. I was, I have nothing against a plant-based diet. There's vegans listening. I'm a very, my, most of my restaurants are vegan, but for my body, it doesn't work. Okay. It's not for me. I eat now primarily a, I I don't like to put a label like a, a paleo diet. I eat pasture raised meats, wild fish, a ton of vegetables, fruit. And like you said, we have to splurge. I mean, and food is my life. I'm not going to feel restricted and put in a box around food, but intuitive eating. I think, I think there's two topics here. I think there's intuitive eating, which I'm, I'm sensitive to that because I think that not everyone has the capability of being an intuitive eater. And I'm going to use myself because I struggled with disordered eating. And so I never knew if I was hungry or not. And then if I thought I ate the wrong thing, then the noise in my head would start, Oh, was that intuitive that I eat too fast, too much. And then that led to the crazy. So for me, for what my suggestion and advice to people that they don't know what diet to do, or they're wanting to feel better in their body, you know, add in eggs to your diet. Oh, if those don't feel good, that's when you can start to be intuitive. If, you know, I hear so much, Oh, I feel bloated. I feel gassy. It's like, okay, well, something that you're eat, your body's Correct. trying to something. Correct. Oh, I cheese every single day. Well, maybe you do need to cut out cheese for a week, right? Oh, I'm, I'm constipated this week. Okay. Well, there's something in your diet that is, is not aligned. And you know, the keto diet right now, I think is, you know, I'm just going to be judgmental about it. I think it's a fa- it's a craze right now. And I have clients that come in and they're eating literally some people eat eggs, meat, and coffee. That's all they eat. Eggs, beef and coffee. That's not sustainable. Definitely for a woman over 40. And then what happens? We start to eat carbs 
and we gain the weight back, you lose your cycle. It messes up the hormones. I mean, I'm speaking, this is all coming because I've been there. So I always encourage people, you know, be careful with the fad new thing of, you know, intermittent fasting and eating four hours a day. That might work for some guys that might work for people. And I'm not bashing it, but it's not for everyone. And you know what? Your body tells you everything. Absolutely. Your body is your, it's, it's the best guide, right? Two things in Ayurveda that, that I always say is keep it simple when you a, have a balance, like you yeah. said. You know, if you're just eating the same thing over and over again, Ayurveda also says the same thing. Seasons change. Things don't grow year round, yeah. which is so interesting. So if you're eating certain some things that are the fruits and vegetables, you got to really ask yourself, is Mother Nature, if she's not producing it, what's going in my body then <laughs> if yeah. she's not producing it, right? And the second thing is, I think you also said, listen to your own body. It's his best teacher. And I love how you said food journal. Especially if people are sensitive to certain things and they're bloaty or something, keep a food journal because you're like, oh, you know, perhaps it's that. Like you said, try it out, in and out. I've gone through phases in my life where I'm not listening to my body and I all of a sudden I've got hip pain and I'm, I've got, you know, brain fog and yep, I'm complicated yep. and I'm bloated yep. and I'm like, okay, there's obviously my body is trying to tell me something and I'm not listening. I'm fatigued. You know, it took me years to stop masking the symptoms, meaning, okay, I'd wake up tired with brain fog. Okay. I'm going to have some extra espresso or cold brew followed it by some matcha and then a little bit of sugar and game on. Like I feel great. Finish the night with some tequila and just keep putting the bandaid on and not listening. And then eventually the body is going to be like, time out. I'm going to yeah, know yeah. you. <laughs> but, but, but Amber, like what you were just saying there, it's probably true for so many people, but yeah. sometimes the breaks that you hit get hit much later in life. When it's, yeah. po when, it's, when it's more serious. So I honestly think, I think of one message we can pass on to people, if they are struggling with food or they are using food as a healing journey, to yeah. really take the time and understand how important it is. I mean, in Ayurveda, it says food is thy medicine. When you have the right food, medicine is of no use. But when you have the wrong food, medicine you know, is probably the only thing that can bring you back. And I'm talking about like prescription stuff. I'm not talking like supplements and stuff, you yeah. know? So it's interesting, that relationship. And I think but it's really, it's really conscious how you have to be. If I'm somebody new and all of what we're talking about sounds so interesting and I go online and there's a plethora of information, you know, where do I start? Do I, do I start in my refrigerator? Do I start like my intention is to start creating this healthy food kind of, you know, live. I, I love, I'm, I'm not, I don't have the luxury of being close to your cafe. Otherwise, I'd honestly, I'd probably be there all the time. But what can I do just starting at home to begin? So first I would, I would go and I would do a pantry sweep. So anything in there that's got 15, 20 ingredients on the label, anything that's processed. I mean, I feel like we have to eliminate first, you know, go into the refrigerator and like the sodas and the, I mean, it depends how, depends how deep, you know, the cleaning needs to be. Maybe you start eliminating a couple things. I do have to say, if somebody's listening right now and they're like, okay, I want to give up soda, alcohol, sugar, gluten, dairy, you know, for me yeah. going black or white mentality and, and, and white knuckling it and letting go of all of it, that it tends to come back and bite you in the butt. So I would do baby steps, say, you know what, tonight I'm going to go in and I'm going to take all the sugar out of my pantry going to get rid of the sodas and I'm going to get rid of the, the sugar and start baby steps. So it depends where they're, if somebody's really trying to eliminate pantry sweep is the first thing I, I go, you know, go through. And I've done that with people before. Second, you know, if someone's never had blood work ever in their life, which is very common. Spot on. That is awesome. You know I mean, I know that insight tracker is an amazing app. They'll actually 
They're brilliant for beginners. I tested it out myself. Insight Tracker will actually come and take blood, send you, and it's a couple hundred bucks. And they'll even send you recommendations for supplements and lifestyle changes. Also, you know, if you're open to going and find a natural path doctor, functional doctor, depending what your goals are and how you're feeling, these are all things what I did when I started the journey. And then a couple of things you can do at home after you eliminate the stuff is, you know, how much are you eating out and how much are you cooking? And if you're not, I always teach about meal planning and meal prepping. It's a huge thing. It's a big muscle that has to be built. You know, it takes time to learn. But I always encourage people to start planning a couple meals a week for themselves or their family. I have a lot of recipes. Find other chefs that you love, that you can follow, that you can start cooking um, online with. So, and that all takes, you know, and it's baby steps and maybe writing in your calendar like, okay, this week I'm going to take a walk three days a week and I'm going to drink more water every day. You know, start baby. I'm not going to eat sugar or I'm not going to go through that drive through, you know, it can be little, little changes lead to big results. Right. And then maybe meal prep is the big whammy. Cause that, I know a lot of people dread it depending what your income is. There's so many meal delivery programs now right. that have clean food. That could be something that you could invest in if, if that works for that person's lifestyle. Yeah. 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 And I guess one of those things that, that they provide is a convenience, you know, I mean, you don't, you don't have to do it. So no, that's wonderful. I love the advice about the blood work. It kind of, it kind of puts you square one on yourself and and then the naturopathic advice too. So so many doctors nowadays, my my dad's a naturopathic practices in in Seattle, Washington, and he has patients all over. And and it's not like you have to go to his office to do the blood work. I mean, he can order the blood work for you and you can do it. And then you can discuss the results because it's going to go to you and him. So that's a really good base one to start at. That's, that's base camp, right? And then from there you add or remove, as you said, from there. Yeah. So. And I do believe, and I always say this to my, my clients is like, we either pay now or we pay later. Like you believe, right? Like what we put in our bodies matters right now. And I, I think my, my most desperate clients are between 50 and 60. And from the outside, they have these very, very healthy bodies, right? They're fit, but they've been able to eat and drink whatever they've wanted for 55, 60 years. And they, they come in and they're like, please chef help me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just had my first blood work and I can't eat this and this and this. And I was like, it's okay. I got gotcha. you. Like we're going to start. <laughs> Luckily the way I cook and my food is that I like to call my food sexy, like health sexy is the new healthy because getting rid of the stigma around the word healthy, because people think that healthy is like steamed broccoli and tofu and plain chicken. It's like, no, there's, there's so many ways to enjoy our food and create food that can nourish and fuel our bodies without feeling like crap. This has been such an amazing conversation. I haven't gotten in this in depth about food on our podcast for a while. I, I know we're going to have you back on. And what I'd like to do now is I'd like to go into a segment that was kind of like more get to know you, who you are, or who you are as a person. And from there, we kind of take the chance to, it's just off the cuffs kind of things. And then at the end, I'd love for you to share with people how they can get in contact with you, where they can learn more. But if you're ready to get started, it's kind of just like a fun little round, huh? Okay. I see you, you do a lot of reading. I've read your bio as well. What is one book that you would want to pass on to your children's children? Woo. To my children's children. Yes. Generations. It's, 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 it's evergold generational. Love it. You know, I'm working with a coach right now. I've been working with him for two years and he wrote a book um, and we do a lot of generational clearing for trauma, anxiety, and stress. 
and it's an easy read. It's called A Navy Seal's Path to Inner Freedom and Outer Peace. Oh, wow. Christopher Lee Maher, and he is an ex-Navy SEAL, and he helps remove trauma and anxiety and stress out of people's body. And how my life has opened up and my family's life has opened up, it's been profound, my relationship. So that's what I'd want to pass on because I that's think- amazing. Work is so important. If you don't mind me asking, is it, is it, is it like meditation, spiritual-based gratitude, or is it a mixture of everything? It's a mixture of everything. Sounds mm-hmm. lovely. Sounds yeah. lovely. What is a favorite vacation spot that Amber, it's Amber's jam? Oh my gosh. So, okay. I went to San Sebastian years ago. Oh, that and, place is gorgeous. Oh my gosh. And I fell in love with the Basque region. And I love right there that you get the mountains. You've, you've got the coastal. It's got everything. It's got everything and the yeah. food and the people. I mean, walking through the streets, everyone's eating and drinking. It was just, I love St. Sebastian. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully we get back there real yes. soon, right? I hope everything opens up soon. So this is also a really interesting one. If you could go back and change anything about your life and it would make a difference now, what would it be? I would go back to when I was in my teens, my early teens, and I would, well, if I could tell my young, younger self, that I was, I'm perfect the way I am. I would change the way that I looked at my body Mm. because I hated my body when I was like at a young age, 12, 13, 14, I thought I was fat. When I look back at pictures, I wasn't (laughs) at all. Oh gosh. The body dysmorphia started early. The comparison, not, you know, always trying to be skinny. It's, it's, it was that insanity. I would really want to change that. But then again, I might not be here today speaking with you. I probably wouldn't have my, my two restaurants because I had to go through that crazy three decades of pain with food to open up this restaurant and help make a difference in people's lives. Still though, it would be nice to, um, to have that be softened. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, yeah. And I yeah. agree with you. You may not be here. I mean, yeah. I've had something happen like that in my past too, where, you know, I don't think I'd be doing what I'm doing as well. So yeah. it's, it's, it's really profound. What is the one quote you live your life by on a daily basis? So it is a, it is a quote. I just wrote this in a, in a little um, Instagram yesterday. It's something my dad has always told me, especially when I'm really stressed and I'll call him it's enjoy the ride because and it's so simple, but what is it all worth? Right. I have all this amazing, like success and I'm creating, but all of a sudden I'm stressed and I'm burning myself. And then I get to the top and I look back and I'm like, but I don't remember any of it. And I want to savor every feeling, even if it's uncomfortable and every emotion and experience and opportunity and all the yumminess of life. So enjoy it. This is trusting the mystery of life is my other one. Like trust the mystery. I'll remind myself, trust the mystery of life, slow down and enjoy the ride. Sister, you asked for this. God gave it to you. And like, here we are. (laughs) No, absolutely. Like sees like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur as well. You're not, let's be honest. Most days we are putting out fires, you know, it it is, it's, it's, (laughs) You know, but at the end of the day, there is the silver lining. There's that rainbow when for, I'm sure it's for you as well. When we get this email, text, phone call, DM, whatever. Hey, thanks to your products, the brain fog is gone. My anxiety is gone. I'm spending time with my kids. My digestion is normal. I feel amazing. I bet you it's the same for you. Thank you for your instructions, your diet. I feel alive. Those 50, 60 people, 50, 60 year olds that are coming in that look great, but they're suffering, you know. I think, like you said, that's my foundation because not every day is a smooth sail. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's so interesting that you share that because yeah, you're right. And, and your, your father, that's sage advice right there. As simple as it is, as simple, it's, 
It's like a, it's like those, what are those fortune cookie things? Like that's yeah. what, I, that's what I do. Exactly. <laughs> but, it, but it's simple. Yeah. Amber, this has been such a treat. So much fun. I'm going to see if we can get you back on. We'll maybe hone in on maybe a, a food specialty. I know our, our, fa- our audience loves to talk about digestive health. And awesome. I think maybe we can cover that next time, but for right now, how can people get in touch with you? How can they check out your amazing restaurants? Spill everything. I want people to make sure to connect with you in every way they can. Okay, cool. So if you are in the South Bay area, I have two restaurants called the Source Cafe. One's in Hermosa Beach and one is in Manhattan Beach. So come say hi. I also have a website, chefamber.com. And on there, I have a blog. I have healthy tips and tools for holistic living, lots of sexy, beautiful, healthy recipes. My Instagram and Facebook handles are Chef Amber LA. Let's see what, oh, well, I have two books coming out. My first book's coming out the second week of August. It's called Hungry, Why I Effing Eat. And it's- <laughs> I, I read that title. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about my dynamic emotional relationship with food since I was about, I don't know, four or five, six years old. And then at the end, I give tips and tools for how to form a healthy relationship with food, how to eat with joy, love and accept yourself. I give mantras, affirmations. There's questions in the book. And then my cookbook, which has been a three-year project. And I finished both of these books in COVID. That was my silver lining of COVID. Nice. Right before I, uh, Manhattan. My cookbook's called Sexy Nourishing Food to Fuel Your Mind, Body, and Soul. And that will be out in the fall. And Amazing. that is actually 90% plant-based. It's dairy-free and it is gluten-free. And I have one chapter called Bison and Eggs and Fish. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> I wanted it to... Um, be attractive to vegans and meat eaters. So um, I also have YouTube and IGTV videos that I talk about little stuff from the book for relationship with food to, I talk a lot about digestive health and gut health. So I'm all over the place. Talk about sleep and clonics and enemas and stress and all of amazing, it. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And we're going to have these links in the bio as well. You cool. know, so we'll, okay. we'll make sure the books can, is, are they on pre-order yet or, or not yet? So They're going to be. Okay. Follow me on I'm shopping over LA. I'll start sending out stuff um, soon, like in the next two weeks. Okay. And I think once when we will coordinate with you when we post okay. it, if you have the link there, we'll put it over there so we can drive some traffic Thank to you over there as well. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely, Amber. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, and honestly, um, next time we're in California, we're going to stop by. Me, me, the wife, and the kiddos. <laughs> Take care, Amber. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for enjoying another episode of the Balance Being Podcast. This one was amazing. Like I always say, you know, listening is one thing, but actually taking the time to check out bits and pieces, pull out some of the nuggets. We dropped a lot here and Amber really shared a lot of things. And hopefully we inspire you to have a different relationship with your food. So thank you guys so much. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Balance Being Podcast. Share, subscribe is how we get the message out. And I really appreciate it. Take care. We hope this episode helped make your life simple. It would mean the absolute world to us if you share, subscribe, and let others know about the work we do here. Thank you. And join us next week on the Balanced Being Podcast with Guni Sodi.